0: Welcome to the What Matters Most podcast, presented by First United Bank and Trust. That's my bank. Visit us today at mybank.com. Hello and welcome to What Matters Most, a podcast all about finances, community, savings, and security for you, your family, and your business. This podcast is brought to you by the helpful folks at my bank, First United Bank and Trust. I'm your host, Eric Nutter, and in today's episode, what matters most is our monthly economic discussion. And for this discussion, I am thankful to be joined remotely again today by Megan Kinsinger, Portfolio Manager in First United's Wealth Management Department. Hey, Megan, how are you doing this morning? Great,
1: Eric. How are you doing? I'm doing
0: very well. I appreciate you joining me uh, once again for our monthly update and talking a little bit about our economic and market review. So uh, we've, we're almost to... You know, we're in spring. It's almost. It's getting warmer outside. It's nice. Things yeah. are looking up. Are you? Uh, are you enjoying the nice weather?
1: I have been a little too much. You know, it, uh, I cooled off a little bit this week. But um, looking outside now, the sun's shining, but frost is on my grass. Oh, jeez! So I'm just anxiously awaiting the day I can finally, you know, start start putting some some plants and some flowers outside. <laughs> it, you know,
0: it's coming soon. It's coming very soon. But yeah. Yeah. So as we do uh, each each month, we talk about the positives and negatives affecting the market and the conclusions as seen by you and the others within our wealth department and the investment uh, portfolio managing uh, division of our department. So why don't you start us off? Uh, where where do you want to start? Do you want to start negatives or positives? Yeah. Let's let's
1: start with the positives okay. because we we feel that the positives are certainly um, outweighing the negatives at this point. Um, there's, there's a much rosier picture of, of the economy as a whole compared to a year ago. Um, so, so yeah, we'll, we'll start with those. Okay. Um, some, some of the, some of the things that we look at closely are, are, um, jobs reports. Um, so starting with that, you know, the U S did add 266,000 jobs in April and, um, And and the unemployment rate did pick up slightly from uh, 6% up to 6.1%. But the good news, um, looking at that number, the the unemployment rate rate, uh, rising actually is is stemming from more people entering the labor force, which is certainly encouraging. Um, And... And the news that the small increase in, in new jobs lies mounting evidence that companies are eager to hire more workers in response to soaring demand for goods and services. Mm-hmm. So uh, the job to, opening, just to clarify, yeah, sure.
0: just to clarify that. So, uh, kids turning, you know, uh, 18 and come entering the workforce, is that what you mean?
1: So, yeah, it could be um, part of that could be from that. It, it, uh, we're seeing it more from maybe. You know, uh, a month or two ago, people were more discouraged with the the opportunities with within the the, la- the job market. Mm-hmm. So we're seeing those people that have been previously discouraged um, re-entering with with new hopes and new ambitions to enter the labor force. So so it's it's a really good sign. Um, you know, those people had previously totally left the.
0: They weren't the even trying. and Now they're trying. They and,
1: weren't even trying, gotcha. and now they're trying, and and so that's that's a good sign, very encouraging. Um, so so going further with that, uh, job openings have surged, um, and this has really been led by leisure and hospitality. And a survey of small businesses showed that sixty percent tried to hire people in April. Uh, so, again, a lot of job openings really encouraging people to, to go out and try to find employment. Uh, the shortfall in new, in new jobs in April is likely just temporary. Um, the, the falling coronavirus cases and massive federal stimulus has certainly turbocharged the economy, and, and as such, the, the job openings have surged. Um, U.S. is still set, set up for a summer of strong economic growth. Very encouraging there.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Um, Some other indicators that we look at is um, the ISM manufacturing and service indices, Mm -hmm. uh, both of which maintained expansion uh, in April, and both are reporting exceptional growth levels. Um, So we'll we'll begin with the smaller side of the economy, the manufacturing side. Uh, It did fall slightly uh, from 60.7%. From a two, sorry, I apologize. The manufacturing index fell to 60.7% in April from a 38 year high of 64.7% in March, but still well above that 50% level that we're looking for, remains in exceptional growth territory. Um, the surprisingly strong recovery in the U.S. economy this year was, was fueled by massive government stimulus, has has really spawned a huge increase in demand for a variety of goods, and it's actually hard for manufacturers to keep up, uh, especially with global supply chains still being disrupted by the coronavirus, and it's it's really taking longer for companies to obtain supplies, produce their own goods, and get them out to customers quickly. So that's something we continue to watch, you know, as it remains in this exceptional growth territory, um, really that, that uh, obtaining those supplies and, and producing those goods could be hindered because of, um, you know, people not being able to get in to the facilities to produce uh, because mm-hmm. of coronavirus. But yeah, so that's that's something we continue to watch. Um looking over at the service side, which is the much larger side of our economy, um, it, it also grew rapidly in April. Um, as you know, as states lift business restrictions and, and companies begin to hire more workers and consumers spent that lovely stimulus check we received earlier this year. Um it did fall like 60 points per. Year, but that was from an all-time high last last month. So still, again, in that exceptional growth territory, Um, most companies are growing again and seeking to hire on the expectation that coronavirus cases will keep falling. Um, The economy surged ahead in the first quarter and even faster growth is expected in the months ahead. Yeah.
0: Um,
1: If if I could ask
0: a question about those. So, okay. So 50%. So in in all of these indices, 50% is growth territory. Yeah, fifty-five percent. Right, above fifty is is growth. Above fifty-five percent, exceptional growth.
1: Yeah,
0: and then but looking at your numbers, so we have the service index, uh, backlog of orders fifty-five point seven percent, and then in the manufacturing yeah. backlog of orders sixty-eight percent. Um,
1: yeah,
0: I mean, at some point in time, does backlog of orders become a problem um, when it's growing? So exponentially. I mean sixty eight percent if fifty five is exceptional growth, I can't even imagine what sixty eight percent would be called.
1: Yeah. So you know, people are anticipating a huge demand. Yeah. Um, so there's a there's a large backlog of orders. And again, the only time I could see it becoming an issue is if producers aren't able to to Fulfill. meet the demand. Mm-hmm. Um, which is Uh, Again, going back to coronavirus and and getting workers in the facilities to to produce this. And and, um, uh, so that's that's, again, something that we will continue to watch as of right now. It's not a problem, um, (laughs) but it's certainly something that could cause a put a wrench into things. Um, But but as of right now, things are looking exceptional. Um, we couldn't we couldn't ask for better numbers. Okay. So um, these numbers continue to be encouraging as far as the uh, recovery with it with the economy um, and kind of playing on those big obstacles. You know, looking at specifically the service index, um, some of the biggest obstacles, obstacles are atta- obtaining enough supplies at reasonable prices. Um, again, uh, you know, go, going back to basic econ, um, you know, as demand increases, um those those prices will go up, um, especially if there's limited supplies. Um, and, and it's a problem that's compounded by lingering disruptions in global supply chains due to coronavirus. Um, and and we do see these problems easing, but it could be a handicap for months to come. Hmm. Does that does that answer your question? Absolutely.
0: Eric? Yeah. Thank you.
1: Great. Yeah, yeah, certainly. Um, So, again, just looking at the recovery of the the economy, um, we'll take a look at GDP. The advanced report of the first quarter this year did indicate growth of 6.4%. This growth reflected an increase in personal consumption expenditures, or PCE, non-residential and residential fixed investments, and federal, state, and local government spending. Um, so really breaking this down, the economy was down to speed up again once the vaccines did their job and coronavirus cases um, have started to fall. Uh, about 43% of the population and about 55% of all adults have have received at least one coronavirus shot at this point. Um, also playing into that, that nice GDP growth, uh, low interest rates and in government stimulus, which has really been on an unprecedented scale have also pushed the economy into overdrive. And much of the stimulus has yet to be spent. Um, and what's more, the Biden administration is aiming to spend even more money. Um, and assuming the virus stays contained, the economy should grow, grow quite rapidly through the rest of the year, especially if companies are to hire or rehire the millions of people who are still out of work because of the pandemic. So, right. so um yeah, some positive news on the GDP front. Um, also, the, the another indicator that, we, that we'd that like to follow as far as the health of the economy is the Consumer Sentiment Index. And it did rise uh, to 88.3% this month. Um, and this is the highest reading since the onset of the pandemic. Um, and, and really can be, it, what it boils down to is that the combination of of declining coronavirus cases and that massive government financial aid has really increased the angst among Americans that uncertainty. Um, and what's also helping is the surge in hiring and the prospect of more n- new jobs becoming available. Um, and you know, a record record number of respondents said that they expect uh, unemployment to fall sharply this year. So, so again, just some um, in- encouragement there to the workforce um, to, to get back into the, into the job market.
0: Hmm. No, that sentiment index, what is it based on? Is, is above 50, how, you know, is it a hundred is good? 50 is above 50. Is yeah.
1: So, I mean, really it's all relative. So, so, you know, that 88.3 number, again, that's the highest reading. We, we, we were up above hundred. Um, I believe I'd have to go back and look. It was, it was, you know, prior to the pandemic, strong we were reaching record record levels with that reading um so 88.3 is is good um considering it's the highest since since the pandemic and really what that's reflecting that's that's actually a university of michigan survey
2: Mm
1: -hmm. and um it's you know um it's really a reflection of how we as consumers um are currently feeling about everything going on so the higher the number you know we, we can assume it's uh you know reassurance of that uncertainty and giving some confidence back to the consumer and and part of that has been um the encouragement of of all these new job openings um so so we like to we like to see that yeah that's um, so cool. good number we're mm-hmm. we're happy with the number that came <laughs> in this year and and anticipate that it will continue to climb uh, as the year, as the year goes on, as, as long as the,
0: um, coronavirus rates continue to fall. Gotcha. All right. So, uh, a lot of strong, positive news, a lot of good things yeah. happening and, and a lot of yeah, optimism, good things happening. optimism heading into warmer weather, which also adds to yeah. optimism. So that's good. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, but what, what's the, on the, what's on the, the not so good side, what's the negatives in the market right now?
1: Well, I'm sure you're sick about hearing about coronavirus. No, I haven't haven't heard of that. Tell me more about that. That is (laughs) certainly something that is still playing at the top of of everyone's mind. And it really remains the most important driver of of economic growth into 2021. Mm -hmm. And again, even as we see these these daily cases decline in the U.S., uh, I'm sure you've seen the world has really been engrossed by the uh, tragedy that's unfolding in India. Yeah. Um the the pandemic plainly is not conquered and doesn't seem likely to recede from the global stage anytime soon. Um you know, currently in the US anyone over the age of 16 can be vaccinated. I don't know if you got a chance to see the most recent CDC recommendation, but they are recommending um the Pfizer vaccine for for children ages 13 to 15. Really? Um so, so that's encouraging. And um, really, there are more supplies of the vaccine than the demand. But that creates a, another concern, that too um, that too many citizens are electing not to be vaccinated. Um, you know, that's, that's uh, a little discouraging. Um, but still, over 50% of the U.S. population has received at least one dose. And uh, major cities are planning for a complete economic reopening over the next few months. Um, so really what you know our base case remains that vaccines will be effective and will allow for accelerated economic growth uh, throughout 2021. So but again, something something that still plays at the top of everyone's mind and, and could quickly shift uh, any any economic growth forecast for this year. Right. Um, ag- again, just looking a little bit deeper into those job reports, um, the initial jobless claims did sink by ninety-three thousand to just under five hundred thousand in the the week that ended May first. Um, that's that's according to the Labor Department. Um, the four-week moving average, which is a little bit more reliable um, of jobless claims, was five hundred and sixty thousand, which was a decrease of sixty-one thousand from the previous week. Um, unemployment claims are still, you know, that six point one percent number we talked about it's those unemployment claims are still two and a half times higher compared to the last month before the pandemic mm-hmm. began um so it's going so down we, but
0: it's not going down it's super quick
1: yeah yeah so but we do uh, anticipate to, to, to see recovery as the year uh goes on but it, so that's still um uh, certainly not uh where we want to be um and really the economy has cranked up after the huge federal stimulus payments and um, the waning coronavirus epidemic. Um, and again, more than more than half of, of all adults have gotten at least one shot and cases continue to fall in the U.S. Yeah. And this will allow businesses to lift restrictions. Um, companies have responded by hiring more workers and preparing to fully reopen. Um, and really one of their biggest Potential problems um, could be finding enough people to hire. Um, Businesses complain that some workers are unwilling to accept jobs because they make more from unemployment benefits. Other people um, may still be caring for young children or aging relatives, and that will really continue to be a problem until uh, daycare centers and nursing homes are all open again. So we could see, you know, um, some hesitation in improvements in this particular area, but we are seeing improvements, Um, but, but of course, we would like those numbers to be better. Um, some, other, some other negatives, more on the investment side. Um, valuations in both bonds and stocks continue to be elevated. Um, interest rates are historically low, and current the current inflation rates, real rates are, are negative. Um, most conventional me- metrics, though, suggest that global equities are expensive relative to their own history. Um, moving over to inflation, uh, which, again, I'm sure you've been reading a lot about in the news here recently. Um, they also, it, it also continues to be top of mind for investors. Um a number we like to follow is the personal consumption expenditure price index, the PCE, Mm -hmm. and it did rise, um, 1.8% year over year in March. And, and really why inflation can be concerning is inflation can push up the cost of everything, anything from furniture to vacations. Um, and it can also lead to, to periods of volatility for the, for the stock and bond market. Um, so in, in, um, earlier in the week, uh, the central bank, well, last week, sorry, losing losing track of time. Um, <laughs> and the central bank also said that it would let inflation ra- ra- run above it, that 2% target for a time um, to make up for the years that inflation has really remained below that 2% Fed target. <laughs> um, but we do continue to think that higher inflation levels will be more of a cyclical phenomenon and not structural in nature. So very temporary is our expectation.
0: Hmm. So things kind of get right sized and then flatten back out again.
1: Yeah. You know, it's, it's all that pent up demand. Wow. Um, people, you know, we we've been on the sidelines for, for over a year now, people are, are anxious to to get back out there to, to go on vacation. Um, so it's just a lot of pent up demand that we think could allow for a temporary spike in those inflation
0: numbers. Right. Yeah. And that can worry people. I mean, they, they see things happen like that and they think it's a permanent thing. And so a lot of the sentiment kind of can feel like, Oh my gosh, everything is spiking and it's going to stay, it's going to keep going up forever and ever. But you're just saying there's the expectation is more of like a a spike and then then go back to. to Exactly. Again, it's that
1: cyclical cyclical phenomenon, not, Structural,
0: Right. So, okay. Yeah. So, um, so wrapping up our conversation, Megan, what, what are the conclusions then in the market?
1: Yeah. So to, uh, kind of conclude everything that we just discussed, um, you know, although spring has, has certainly brought more than seasonal optimism, um, investors have a range of concerns, uh, going back to that disaster in India with the coronavirus pandemic really at the top of mind. Um, Market continue to push higher and investors have appeared to have baked in the rosiest of reopening scenarios. Uh, so really looking at that, should the U.S. economy stumble or if consumers fail to emerge and get back to work, uh, the stock market would look very lofty. Um, over on the fixed income side, the recent rise in, in treasury yields has cooled off significantly in April uh, with the 10-year down around uh, 20 bps at the end of the month. Uh, we do anticipate that interest rate volatility will continue until there's greater certainty in the full economic recovery. Um, but with that being said, faster growth in a dovish, dovish Fed should result in higher rates and a steeper curve. We do expect a 10-year yield to resume its grind higher and likely reach 2% by the end of the year. Um, the Fed has also ruled out the need to contain long-term rates noting very financial, easy financial conditions overall, although we're keeping an eye out for, for the federal open market committee members hinting at unwinding the Fed balance sheet. And wouldn't be surprised if there's, there's some guidance given surrounding this topic in the second half of the year. Gotcha.
0: Awesome. Any, any final thoughts, Megan, before we, uh, before we close up?
1: Uh, no final thoughts, but uh, if you have any questions, um, or, or like to speak to a representative in your area, please just go to www.mybank.com slash wealth, and you can find an advisor close to you.
0: Awesome. Megan Kinsinger, portfolio manager in First United's wealth management department. Megan, thank you so much for joining me today and, and giving such uh, helpful information and, and answering my questions too.
1: Yeah, thank you, Eric. Thanks for your time.
0: Absolutely. Well, that brings us to the end of our show. You can always find more episodes by visiting mybank.com slash podcast or find us on your favorite podcast app. You can also leave feedback, ask questions or request a topic for us to discuss by sending an email to podcast at mybank.com. Thanks again for listening. We'll be back next week with more helpful content. But until then, we wish you the best in focusing on what matters most to you.
2: First United my bank for life this document is a general communication being provided for informational purposes only it is educational in nature and not designed to be taken as advice or a recommendation for any specific investment product strategy plan feature or other purpose in any jurisdiction nor is it a commitment from the First United Bank and Trust or any of its subsidiaries to participate in any of the transactions mentioned herein. Any examples are generic, hypothetical, and for illustration purposes only. This material does not contain sufficient information to support an investment decision and should not be relied upon in evaluating the merits of investing in any securities or products. In addition, users should make independent assessment of the legal, regulatory, credit, and accounting implications and determine together with their own professional advisors if any investment mentioned herein is believed to be suitable to their personal goals. Investors should ensure that they obtain all available relevant information before making any investment. Any forecasts, figures, opinions, or investment techniques and strategies set out are for information purposes only based on certain assumptions and current market conditions. Both past performance and yields are not reliable indicators of current and future results.